This is Richard Cloutier Reports on 680 CJOB. Barry Rempel is here, President and CEO of the Winnipeg Airport Authority. And uh, this is uh, on the heels of your annual general meeting. Congratulations on that because this airport is still still growing in what you make yeah. and the number of people that, uh, that and packages and everything else, cargo that goes through this airport. Yeah, it's uh, thanks, Richard. It really had last year was a, another good year uh, here. In fact, uh, Winnipeg was one of the leading uh, airports in terms of growth last year uh, uh, across the country. So it was a good year. It was a it was a good year for a lot of reasons. One was the record traffic. We had about pretty close to three point eight million passengers going through. Uh, but it was also a, a good year because there were a lot of other things that happened. Uh, some of the things that happened in the terminal building, some of the rejuvenation of the, you know, the building's five years old. It was time for a little bit of an update on some of the services provided. Uh, we heard the customers and did that. Uh, but we also moved forward in a lot of other areas, working with the city, working with the province, uh, whether it was things around the environment or uh, or actually starting some development over on the west side of the airport. You know, more job creation potential. It's a good year. And I always ask the question, what's next? And that's the bulk of this interview. What's next on that? Because I look at this airport and airports generally as an economic driver. Um, and especially where we are located worldwide, globally, and into the United States, you know, we're that hub east, west, south, and north. And the north is key to your airport, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. Uh, north, north is uh, really foundational, has been for us for a number of years now. Uh, in fact, uh, even in some of the, the things that we've been able to do up north, working in Nunavut uh, specifically, we've, uh, we've been operating the Iqaluit Airport up there. But even that airport there where we've been able to do some great things for the community also has helped our community. Connectivity, we now have more flights going back and forth, uh, servicing the north directly out of here instead of perhaps some other communities. It is, it is foundational for us, and it is, provides a great opportunity to look at some other things. What's next for that northern gateway? Well, as you, as you know, there's a lot of discussion right, right now what's going on, uh, particularly around Churchill. What What's Churchill's future? Uh, I was really pleased during the election campaign to be able to talk to a lot of the members that wanted to be members at that stage and uh, ask them what their vision for, for the North is. I'm uh, going to be uh, holding them to uh, to their, their comments to me over the next little while to really focus on uh, on meeting uh, when I say our communities need, I'm talking broader than just Winnipeg. Well, and I think uh, on Broadway, the, the the new government coming in and Premier-designate uh, Brian Pallister gets how the North can also anchor further economic development in this province. I, I think he absolutely gets that, not just as a tourism hub, but also putting population there that are at sometimes underemployed to work on projects for future development. And that's where um, an airport authority based in Winnipeg can also help anchor redevelopment and rejuvenation in places like Churchill. Yeah, Chir- Churchill's a great example. Iqaluit was uh, was a real success uh, for for us here as well as uh, the community up there. Uh, I think the, the potential for Churchill is real. Um, I know that uh, if we can uh, get our heads around what what really can happen there, um, and what, I, what I'm talking about, obviously, is making Churchill a bit more of a central hub for, for the Arctic uh, out of there. It's a great, great uh, location with much more reliable weather than many of the other places. It, is, it all translates back down to jobs. 
For the traveling public going through Winnipeg, um, many people will still say, and, and the, the 80 cent dollar helps you, but there are still many people that are going south to, to Grand Forks. Probably not as many as we saw when, the, true. when, the, when yep. the dollar was really high in that, but you're very cognizant of, of that competition there. You have New Leaf at some point that's going to launch. You're still working to try to get more direct flights into the city of Winnipeg. The film community would love to get that direct flight to yeah. Los Angeles. Yep. Where are we on that? And I'll use the word struggle because it still is a struggle. to, to, to get, Despite all the great work that you're doing, increased loads, yeah. it's a struggle to get people to locate here. What needs to happen in order to make that a whole lot easier for you? Uh, there, there are a couple of things. Um, uh, it's uh, it's one of those things. It's kind of a uh, a circle of influence. The more jobs we have here, the more people travel. The more e- the easier it is for us to talk to airlines about why they should serve here more. Um, the the reverse kind of actually works too. If you have people here that can't get somewhere, you can't create jobs. So uh, it's inserting ourselves into into that process. We're really pleased that uh, one of one the ones that's been well actually two that have been on our list for some time now. Uh, are going to be a reality very shortly. Uh, May the 7th, we have our nonstop flights going to uh, to London, uh, Gatwick services there, and great connections out of Gatwick to virtually everywhere on the continent of Europe. Uh, the other one that we're really looking forward to, July 2nd, we will have nonstop service now to Halifax. So those have, were two that we've been hearing, and when you look at where Manitobans travel, those were two that were definitely on the list, so we're pleased to be able to do that. There are others that are on the list, though. Uh, one of the... Uh, um, uh, interesting, the uh, the next two that are on, on the list are actually New York and California within North America. And one that we continue to work on uh, remains the Philippines. That That uh, is a huge market. Well, and, and there's market for all three. I, I know many people that would love to hop on a plane to go to New York City to take in, you know, Absolutely. a show or yeah. more shows, et cetera. And, and, you know, there is that market here as well as Los Angeles. But it's that consistency. That's the key, isn't it? Uh, it is. Uh, the, the, uh, the thing that uh, we end up facing here is we're, we're a wonderful location. We're a little bit far for some of the technology that's out there in the size of aircraft that would be perfect, but there are some changes coming. So the C-Series, for example, coming online with what Air Canada is going to be able to do with the aircraft they're buying. Today, a big announcement uh, by Delta about them buying those airplanes. So that's the perfect size aircraft for a lot of the markets that we're dealing with. Typically about 35,000 passengers per year. What do you think of the Bombardier announcement here with, with Delta? Uh, you know what? The, uh, for me, the, r- r- whatever the cost in the background between the, uh, Bombardier and Delta and all that, what I look at this is, is it's a complete re- reaffirmation of the quality product that Bombardier are putting forward. And it really will strengthen uh, and ensure that that product is uh, is a success going forward. When do you expect New Leaf to launch here? Um, that's a really good question. My, uh, I, I look at it, I guess, uh, just on the basis of understanding how these things launch typically. Uh, they have not yet announced uh, anything other than they have said publicly they really hope to be in the skies this summer. Uh, I, I just work the math backwards and say that uh, they'll be making an announcement, I suspect, uh, they'll ha- well, they'll have to make an announcement, certainly by the end of May. Is it still the challenge, though, that to be that third airline, that discount airline or other discount airlines, it's still a big challenge in this country to to, to, to launch and st- sustain yourself given the regulatory environment? We've talked before yeah. about the Emerson Report. We don't have time to get in, in, into it today, 
But really, uh, the federal minister of transportation, Mark Arno, starting to launch a, a, a cross-Canada dialogue that could, by this time next year, really revamp where we're going in not just air travel, but all travel, all transportation. Absolutely true. Uh, the Canadian Transportation Act is uh, now, oh man, some 30 years old, probably a good 20 years since we had a good review of it. Uh, he's he's launched consultations already this summer. Uh, we know already what the report's recommendations are. Uh, we have to find out what his view is going to be on them. He's told us very clearly some are uh, uh, ones that he will absolutely move forward with. So I'm going to require a bit more study and, and some are going to just be taken off the table. And if we go forward with this, does it allow the new Leafs and uh, the Winnipeg Airports Authority to to grow, to do what you want to do, that That's, sometimes you're just hampered by the, the it, rules and regulations that are 25, 30 years old? It absolutely does. And uh, Mark Garneau's, Minister Garneau's speech yesterday in Toronto, where he really focused on future policy being customer-centric, will only be good news for Winnipeg. Well, uh, bigger and brighter uh, 2016, 2017 for you. Thank you so very much. Absolutely. Thank you, Richard. Barry Rempel, President and CEO of the Winnipeg Airports Authority. Richard Cloutier reports on 680 CJOB.